0: Temperature rising,
2: vision, blurring, rage. taking
1: over. Here's Paul Calvisi. I'm ready. I'm 100% ready. I'm telling you I'm ready. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get
2: any better than that. Unleash the fury. Hey,
3: yo, Eagles. It's the big red rage over here. You know what I'm talking about, Ron Wolfley?
0: No, as a matter of fact, Paul, I don't know what you're talking about.
3: We are the original... Thursday night football, yo! And here in Week Five, let me tell you, we got a Philly special for you. You think you're coming out to the AZ? You're sizing up the stadium for Super Bowl Fifty Seven? <laughs> We're cooking up that Philly special
0: with least... Wiz, of course, Paulie. <laughs>
3: That's right. Don't mind the fad, do? It's the Big Red Rage, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, and we are putting the big into Big Red Rage tonight. Zach Allen joins us. Now, Zach, you grew up somewhere in the Northeast, right? Was it New England exactly? Yeah, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. So, so where is the Boston accent? Where's Where's the chowda? Where's the chowda? <laughs> no, no, no accent? None of that. No, no, I was
4: closer to New York, but uh, I know my girlfriend makes fun of me because I pronounce certain words weird, but... Um yeah, nothing too crazy. <laughs> but of course, Zach, you I mean, you like Philly cheesesteaks
0: and everything like that, right? Even though you're from Boston or whatever. Of course, I mean, yeah. I think you, I think everybody loves those, yeah. Yeah, do, do you like it wit whiz, though? I mean, that's I mean, that's the that's crucial. I, I still wit-wiz. don't know
3: what that means. Is that cheese? What does that yes, mean? Yes, Paul. Okay.
0: It's this this cheese they they literally spray on your sandwich. It's pretty gross. Yeah, okay. so good. Yeah,
3: all right. Well, I'll save you from that line of questioning. There it yeah. is. I'm just going to say this, Wolf. I, I think our man got ripped off from NFC Defensive Player of the Week. The Stinking Eagles have won that award three weeks in a row. It's hard to believe, but uh, our guy's coming off quite a game. Is he not, Ron Wolfie, when I say he had a sack? He had two quarterback hits. He had three passes defensed. He had a tackle for loss, and he had six tackles for a guy who entered the game number two in ESPN's pass rush win rate behind only Aaron Donald. How about
5: that?
0: Oh, wow. I'd say that's pretty good right there, Paulie. <laughs> Zach, how is the body feeling right now, man? Uh, are you drinking your milk? That's so important.
4: Yeah, no, my body feels great. Um, it's kind of crazy to believe it's already, uh, you know, week five now. So, uh, yeah, but we feel good. Practice going well, so... All good here. And last time we had John. Just just reiterate, I mean, this is a far cry from what you
3: were dealing with the last couple of months of last season, right? Tell us about what a Monday was like and what it took just to get on the game field the end of last year.
4: Yeah, last year, uh, you know, it was something I was kind of dealing with the whole year, but especially kind of that last month or two was uh, – Um, Definitely uh, was a struggle. Um, You know, Mondays were probably my worst day just because everything wore off and, uh, you know, couldn't walk really. And, you know, I really wouldn't do anything until Friday. Um, You know, I wasn't practicing – uh was it Wednesday and Thursday Friday just get a couple of reps just to feel it really was a game time decision you know every single uh week so um but yeah that's uh you know knock on wood that's all behind and uh this year it's just going to be uh you know up and up
0: boy that is so difficult right there it it was your ankle was
4: it not yeah yeah my ankle was uh kind of an injury i was dealing with for a year and uh yeah, no ligaments really, all everything kind of tore off on the outside, and then they also said tore, you know, basically everything on the inside. But oh, uh, I didn't feel the inside because the outside was hurting so bad, so uh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of uh, you know, but luckily, uh, you know, Dr. Anderson in Green Bay, you know, he's the best of the best, fixed it up, and uh, yeah, definitely, honestly, it feels better than it did before, so. you
0: know, and, and to me, Zach, too, I-, I thought you were good last year, speaking of that. 48 tackles you had a sack a pick four passes defensed but this year i think you might be the most improved player on the team what do you think
4: yeah i think it's just nice kind of you know obviously year four you feel more comfortable but on you know uh you know kind of with everything it's you know you don't have to think about oh the ankle this 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 you know your body's kind of you know responding the way you want it to so uh yeah i mean it's just been you know pretty good so far obviously you know i think uh you know myself and the team have a lot more to uh, to improve on and to show well wolf you you asked
3: zach allen that question the media asked cliff kingsbury about zach allen and, and how he's been playing well
5: he's a guy that just has gotten bigger stronger faster has really worked at his stuck around here and, and trained um with buddy and, and been here one of those guys that doesn't take an off season really just stays here and works and uh i think coach burke has been really good for him his uh style of coaching and and uh technique really fits zach's game and uh he's really come into his own and, and jj being here has helped I mean, to be able to learn from that guy how he plays and, and the intensity that he practices and works out has definitely helped him what are you seeing on film when you watch
3: yourself and you've talked about being you know your own harshest critic you know what do you like what, what don't you like what, what have you seen so far through four games
4: yeah i think uh You know, especially kind of compared to last year. Last year I felt like I was playing a lot flat-footed, and uh, this year it's definitely just, you know, trying to get upfield, you know, get in the backfield every snap, uh, be disruptive. So that's obviously been good, but, um, you know, obviously you want to just be more consistent with stuff like that. You know, I think there's kind of been flashes, and I think, you know, we kind of talk in the room, you know, we've shown flashes through four weeks, but we haven't kind of put together, you know, a complete, complete game, you know, snap in and, you know, kind of something that, you know, is our standard. So, um, which is, you know, obviously, you know, you wish for it, but it's exciting, you know, to kind of keep, gives you something to c- come in and every day and, uh, work towards. So, um, it's, it's been good, but, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, for example, you know, I think everyone talks about win rate, but you want to get the sacks, you know, get in there faster. You're always trying to figure out how to get there faster, run game, trying to make more plays in the backfield, not just, you know, one, two, three yard gains. So, um, but, you know, those are things that, you know, just keep working on. And hopefully they come. You
0: know, you mentioned the sack right there, of course, Zach. Um, what is your best pass rush move right now?
4: Yeah, I think right now, honestly, it's uh, – I really like lining up as a two, kind of square up on the guard. You know, I don't think a lot of guys, uh, you know, are big fans of it, just kind of being that far inside because, you know, you got the tackle, the guard, and the center kind of that could all get a free shot on you. But – um you know, I kind of found a little bit of success with it last year, really try to work on it this year, just kind of squaring up the guard so he doesn't know if I'm going right or left. And then, you know, luckily, you know, I'm, I'm a lighter guy, so I got some speed in there and just trying to, uh, you know, get past that hit. Well, and what, your first sack of the season wasn't exactly
3: some cheap sack in garbage time. There they were open in the second half. Cardinals are down 10-3. It's third and five. They're at their own 30. And down goes Baker Mayfield. Just take us through it. What, what was the key there to getting home?
4: Yeah, you know, we kind of showed a look that hopefully gets us five zero, which you know gives us all one on ones, and you know, luckily I have a one on one with the center, and you know, I expect myself to kind of win those matchups. Um, you know, obviously this upcoming week, you know, you have a Hall of Fame center, so it's definitely going to be uh, you know a challenge. But yeah, it's just kind of one of those things: throw a move, and luckily it worked, and you know, try and uh, bend that corner and get to quarterback
0: you know it was amazing too zach um you were standing up if i recall on that were you not yes yeah yeah you were you were standing up. how's that feel i mean that's got to be kind of cool right there as a defensive lineman especially in the interior defensive lineman and you're standing up over the center that like a linebacker that was kind of cool
4: yeah it's kind of you know it's something that i've actually been doing that since college um you know, it's just something that kind of create a little bit of space and a little bit of confusion. You know, they don't really deal with a lot of uh, you know stand up noses, as you say. So, um, just something that kind of you know make them think a little bit extra and you know hopefully slow them down. Yeah. Hey, Zach
3: yeah. Allen is our guest on the Big Red Rage Cardinals defensive lineman. Wolf. He leads the team in quarterback hits with seven. Leads the team in tackles for loss with four. Leads the team in passes defensed. With four. I mean, what's next? Are you going to lead the team in interceptions? What's going on here? I mean, uh, the, the three batted passes, you had three and JJ had two. And then if I remember right, you said after the game, yeah, that was by design. You, you guys saw something or implemented something, right?
4: Yeah, I think it was just kind of uh, you know something that we preached all week, um, you know, just try to get the hands up. They do a lot of quick game, a lot of RPOs. So um, when that happens, you know, you're not necessarily going to get to the quarterback every snap, but there's still you know some ways to affect the game plan. And um, like I said, you know, it worked out well for us. You know, to have five in our room is you know obviously uh, you know that affects the game big time.
0: How how much of a point of emphasis was it all week long? that you guys would go out and shut down the Carolina Panthers' ability to run the ball the way that you guys did, because I thought you controlled the line of scrimmage from the very beginning.
4: Yeah, I mean, um, that's definitely kind of their bread and butter. I mean, you have in my opinion, I think a top three back in the NFL and Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, kind of what they proved on tape, you know, they were very dangerous with the run and something that we invested a lot of time in and it paid off and, you know, kind of games like that, you know, especially since I've been here my first three years, you know, we kind of felt that Carolina almost you know, bullied us a little bit, especially in the run game and you know we were kind of sick of that and you know, luckily I guess fourth time's the charm and it worked.
3: I should have written it down in my game log. When did you wave exactly to the crowd? When you waved goodbye? Was that the fourth and one, middle of the fourth quarter and you batted the ball and then the booze rained down on Baker and the offense? Is that when you sort of waved to the crowd? Because they got a great still shot of you, Cardinals Media and it was on the Twitter account of you waving goodbye to the fans.
4: Yeah, I think that's when it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the booze really came down. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I was a fan favorite after that.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Zach. Um, this defense really seems to be coming together and developing. Why are you guys playing better?
4: Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, for a lot of us, it's our third, fourth year in the scheme. Um, you know, we've kind of kept a lot of the same faces around for you know ever since I've gotten here, and with you know VJ coming in and. You know, that's that's huge. You know, it's not like you're learning a new scheme every off season. So you're in season. It's kind of like, other, you know, where we have a menu of, you know, so many plays and, you know, we all feel really comfortable with that. So it's kind of just picking and choosing those. And, you know, also just chemistry wise, I think that's, you know, really underrated. And, you know, I think we know kind of how to play off each other, what guys like, what guys don't like. And, um, yeah, it's paying off.
3: What about from week one to week four? Where's been the biggest growth or improvement been? You think in the defense?
4: I just think execution. I think that first week was kind of you know obviously not having preseason was probably you know part of it, and you know not really having like those game reps with everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, just kind of. I think we had a heightened sense of urgency in practice, and you know, kind of week by week, we've been executing better, less MAs, hitting our goals higher. So, um, yeah, I mean, when when, when you're, uh, you know, I think Vidge said it, you know, earlier in the year, just you know, everybody doing their job just gives you a chance. If you have guys that are you know out of position or messing up, then you have no chance. So, yeah, you know, also too, were were you mic'd up for this last game against Carolina? yes yes i was um
0: why why are you laughing first of all do do you enjoy that do you enjoy that uh
4: i don't know i this was only the second time i think i was and i don't know it's just you're kind of like thinking like you know about what you're saying and you know you don't want to get other guys in trouble because you got the hot mic so it's uh it's kind of stressful you don't know what the final cut's going to be like when when it comes out so um but you know if you know We end up winning games because of it like that. You know, if there's some kind of, you know, weird correlation to it, we can keep doing it. But, yeah, you put the mics on somebody else, I think.
0: Do you have editorial control over that? Like, could you tell them, no, 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 you're not not
3: putting that out
4: there. No, I think I could if I wanted to, but they do such a good job, I'm sure they wouldn't make me look looked like a... But they did tweet
3: out the conversation between you and J.J. about, you know, whose fault it was. He wasn't quite aware that you were wearing the mic, right? That was good stuff.
4: Yeah, usually, you know, J.J.'s, like, this game, I don't know what it was. He had headphones in for, like, three hours. I was, like, trying to, like, wait for the time to tell him. It just never came, so, you know, uh, at least he found out at some point. I mean, J.J. Watt's
3: intimidating at the morning breakfast when he walks (laughs) in, right? He's all by himself, he's still towering over everyone, and he's got the knit cap pulled down, the sunglasses, the aviator sunglasses, and then the headphones on I mean I've never seen a guy maybe quite so visibly you know locked in on a game day the moment he gets up he's just got he's just mean mugging everyone from from the moment it get you know you get going out of bed
4: yeah I mean he definitely you know just is super focused I think that's why you know he's such a good player you know um, he's seen so much and it just he doesn't let anything buy him so um, he just has that urgency all the time and that's why you know he's as great as he is Is there
0: a young guy on the
4: defensive side of the ball, Zach, that you're kind of,
0: it's caught your eye and you're kind of looking at him like, man, who are you? You are developing right here nicely. Is there a young guy on that defensive side of the ball that's got your
4: attention? Yeah, I think Zavin. I mean, Zavin's really turning into a guy. Him and Isaiah have definitely, you know, been playing some good ball. And obviously, you know, they're big pieces of what we're doing. So we need that.
3: I tell you, you're going to need a good game against Philadelphia. There's no doubt they're undefeated. We're going to talk about that next. We're going to talk about their quarterback, who's getting a lot of hype and attention for MVP consideration right now, number one in yards per attempt. He has four rushing touchdowns as well. And we'll talk about what makes the Eagles the only undefeated team in the league when we come back. The Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford with Cardinals defensive lineman Zach Allen.
2: in trouble, steps up, hit, and sacked by Zach Allen back at the 20-yard line. Allen with a couple of big plays here today. Shotgun snap, Mayfield three-step drop. Has time, throws right side, Bennett down, incomplete. Zach Allen, boy what a game he's had.
0: This defense came to play today. They came to play today and they are balling out right now. Mayfield's going to throw Bennett in the air again, this time by
2: Allen and it's incomplete. Zach Allen got a hand up the ball hits the ground
0: incomplete Cardinals take over on downs Matt roll rolled the dice came up snake eyes because of Zach Allen Allen playing maybe the best game of his career
3: you know what Dave Pash? that's an astute question only we had Zach Allen to pose that question to. What do you think he would say? Oh, we do have Zach Allen here on this edition of the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. We are Santan, Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and the guy who did or did not just play the best game of his career because you had a heck of a game, speaking of the Eagles, week 15 of 2020, when you had a bum, you had a sack, you had a quarterback hit, you had a tackle for loss of pass defense, and 11 tackles, and if Wolf, you remember, that was historic because the only other D lineman in the history league to do all that and, and throw in 11 tackles, Warren Sapp and Willie McGinnis. So, you tell us, where, where did last
4: week rank for you? Yeah, I think it definitely was up there. Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird because you kind of look at it in two ways, like statistically and impact on the game. So, you know, I'll let everybody else decide that, you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Good
0: answer. Yeah. So, Zach, when I say the Philadelphia Eagles' offense, what do you think of
4: yeah, I think they're uh you know they're just such a you know they're great at every level. I mean, it's not they don't really don't have a weakness. I mean, the offensive line is, you know, probably as good as it gets in the NFL, if not the best. And then you know, skill positions, they've invested a lot in, you know, great running backs, great wide receivers, and then obviously, you know, Jalen Hurts can do it all. Um and I think he's really, you know, a superstar in the making and um it's definitely going to be a challenge, but You know, we're really excited for it. You know, it's fun to play, you know, against the best. And right now they are the best. They're undefeated. And you mentioned their Hall of Fame caliber center, Jason Kelsey. What
3: separates the really good elite centers that you're going to face a lot of this game?
4: Yeah, I think he's just, uh, he's so smart. I mean, it's like, you know, he knows what we're doing before we even do. It's kind of one of those things. And then on top of it, I think, you know, he's probably the quickest, the fastest uh, center in the NFL. So, um, You know, that's a really lethal combination, and he's been doing it so long, so there's really nothing that he hasn't seen. And, um, you know, definitely going to be a challenge to go against him.
0: Zach, the Eagles' offense um, schematically looks like our offense. Uh, Do you agree with this? And if so, whom does that benefit?
4: Yeah, I think it's – you know, there's definitely uh, a lot of similarities. Um, You know, I think there's still, you know, some differences. But, yeah, I think it's probably, you know – so far this year as close as we've seen kind of to ours so you know it's like you said it kind of you know it helps us but also helps them so um, you know it's It'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
3: So you got media guys like, you know, Paulie Pencilneck over here in their locker room this week asking the proverbial question. Um, Zach, you practice against a pretty dynamic quarterback. Does that help you against Jalen Hurts? I know, you know, in the regular season, not so much, but at least in camp and so forth. So the fact you have Kyler Murray on this team and you see him at least in August, does that help at all here in week five?
4: Yeah, obviously it doesn't hurt, you know. But, uh, you know, we, we still do some good-on-good good periods uh, during the week, so uh, we still get to see Kyler you know every week and uh yeah i mean they're both uh you know really similar um and like i said you know Jalen's kind of kind of like Kyler; they can do it all they don't have a weakness so that's always going to be a challenge
0: you know you were talking about the philadelphia eagles offensive line and how good this offensive line is what is their strength what do you think they do the best
4: well, I think, you know, the great thing about them is that they've, uh, you know, they've all been together for so long. I mean, they've won a Super Bowl together and, you know, I mean, there's, you know, been a little bit of change, but for the most part, I mean, you kind of have the same guys and, uh you know, I just, they, they execute so well. It's its not necessarily the most complex, but, you know, what they do, they're just so good at doing it. And, you know, they're big and physical and they play with great techniques. So, you know, they're not, you know, getting into these crazy body positions. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if you look at the weights and the sizes of them, they're huge, you know. So to have, you know, that size, but to be, you know, as athletic as they are will definitely, uh, you know, be a challenge for us.
3: Zach Allen is our guest here on the Big Red Rage. It's all about you, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Let me ask you about Vance Joseph in a couple of ways. In week one. Patrick Mahomes faced the highest blitz percentage, the highest blitz rate of any game in his career. It was 54%. It seems like it's gone down every week since, and especially maybe against Carolina. Is that a, a game-by-game thing, or was that just maybe necessary in week one and not as much now because the pass rush has evolved? What, what do you make of maybe some of those percentages?
4: Yeah, I think we, uh, we always change week by week. Uh, you know, every opponent's different, and, um, you know, it's... Uh You know, he's just so good at kind of game planning, you know, so when we don't execute, obviously it's going to look bad. But, you know, the plan, every time we go into a game, we have so much confidence in it.
3: And Wolf, you you know, Vance Joseph does a great job of taking away the other team's most productive player, right? Devontae Adams in week two, Cooper Cup, even though he had the touchdown run in week three, and then Christian McCaffrey. Really rendered a non-factor yes. by this Cardinals, this defense. But when I look at Philadelphia, and I don't know if this is classified info or not, I mean, I just see a lot of talent. I see a lot of different guys and weapons. Maybe it's not quite as, as easy this week as identifying just one guy.
4: Yeah, I mean nope. they got a bunch of guys and you know for us it's uh you know kind of reminds me a little bit of the Las Vegas game, you know Las Vegas you look at the edge they had Renfro, they had Adams and they had uh Waller and Josh Jacobs is you know a great running back so um No, it's kind of similar to that but um you know definitely definitely going to be a challenge
0: and you can always talk about the talent and rightfully so Jalen Hurts there he is Miles Sanders a very underrated running back you got A.J. Brown of course you got Devontae Smith I mean they've got weapons but I think you nailed it earlier when you said the offensive line. Again, I want to go back to it. Who's their best run-blocking interior offensive lineman, and who's the best interior pass protector, in your
4: opinion? That's a tough one. Uh I don't know they're all it's kind of it's funny they're all really built similar you know the two guards yeah. are really really similar they're both physical but you know they work they they're really athletic and then Kelsey is uh you know he's kind of there cleaning everything up and then if there's nothing there he's just so athletic he could get on a linebacker you know and you know he's he's athletic enough to stay with them the whole down so um yeah I mean that's kind of a that's kind of a possible question but they're uh yeah they definitely did a good job uh, building that o line talking about
3: Jalen Hurts because Vance Joseph was talking about same thing other defense coordinators talk about Kyler you know you got to account for him because if he gets loose look out Kyler won the Heisman in 2018 Jalen Hurts then went to Oklahoma was the Heisman runner up in 2019 and of course Cliff Kingsbury was asked about Jalen Hurts this week
5: he's tremendous I I told our staff I mean, he's one of the best decision makers in the the league as far as um, where to go with the football when to throw it when to tuck it when to you know make plays and he's always been a winner I mean I remember recruiting in high school and legendary work ethic, whether it was in high school or at Alabama or now at Philly, you hear stories of how ladies there and how hard he's working, and it pays off. Tremendous talent. Uh, they've done a great job building that offense around him. Great O-line, great skilled position players, and, and he's really operating at a high level. Do you expect the ball
3: to come out quick on Sunday, meaning he's so athletic he has the ability to extend plays, right? Do you still expect, because that has sort of been the M.O. against the Cardinals defense, and maybe Vance Joseph's reputation precedes him as bringing the blitz, because you guys, I think it was last week, right, going into that game, it was the number two ranked uh you know defense where the ball's coming out quickest against, and so I don't know do you expect that on Sunday against this team?
4: yeah, they kind of do a little bit of everything, but definitely kind of rPOs is a big part of their offense um, so yeah, I mean he's kind of a guy where uh you know if he can go through all the progressions if need be, but also he's such a good athlete that you know it's either if it's one of those get the ball quick or you know just go make magic happen so um It'll be interesting. I think, you know, kind of the first 15 plays always kind of tells you the story of the game. So we'll see how it plays out. You know, what's interesting about
0: this is this matchup features the two teams in the league that actually use the shotgun the most. The Eagles, of course, and us,
4: the Cardinals. You love the shotgun as well, (laughs) do you not? Yeah, definitely. uh, As a. You know, for a D lineman, it makes it easier because you know nine times out of ten the ball's going you know away from the running back, so you're able to play that. You don't have to you know not guess, but you don't have to play it honest like in you know when it's under center. And then also you know shotgun is uh, usually more pass opportunities, so um, you know on both fronts it's definitely fun to go against.
3: What's it been like playing for Matt Burke, your new D line coach? Uh, we were talking to Rashad Lawrence. He said he just espouses getting off the ball, yeah. just get nasty right away.
4: Yeah, no, that's awesome someone he kind of sets you free like that um, you know it's definitely obviously you want to be in your gap but you know if you're disrupting and making plays it's you know he's not going to hold you back and the thing with him is he's so smart which is great you know he definitely you know he's a really good teacher knows how to you know relay the information and make it really you know easy to digest and both you know game plan wise and also technique so he's uh, he's been awesome for our room so far
0: When you think about this game defensively um, and your matchup against the Eagles, what do you think you guys are going to have
4: to do to win this game, Zach? Yeah, I think it's kind of the story of every game. If you stop the run, you know, that it definitely gives you a shot. And, you know, I think they ran it 50 times last week and they did a really good job with it. So if you don't stop it, they're just going to keep going and going and going. So um, that's probably going to be the biggest challenge for us.
3: You know both guys. You played with both guys. Who's going to be the more fired up player against their former team, Zach Ertz or Hassan Reddick on Sunday?
4: <laughs> How's that uh, going to play out? It will definitely be interesting because uh, both situations were pretty similar. But uh, yeah, it'll definitely be a good matchup. Uh, be interesting to see if uh, Zach and Hassan go against each other. But we'll see. <laughs>
3: That's right. Yeah, they could. Yeah. They could. So
4: watching on tape, Miles Sanders,
0: I, I think, gets lost in the shuffle. Um, He's got a three hundred and fifty six yards rushing right now, and um he's five eleven two hundred and fifteen pounds and you know that's a tough tackle right there, but what are you seeing on tape of miles sanders
4: yeah it's uh I remember when we played him two years ago. I was like, this guy's got some wiggle to him, but I think he was a little bit smaller, and now he's gained a gained the weight, become bigger. It's almost kind of like he's like a little bit of a bigger Christian McCaffrey. So it's definitely going to be mm-hmm. a challenge, and I'm a big fan of his game. And yeah, I don't know why he's so underrated, but he definitely you know deserves a lot more credit. And tell us a little bit
3: more about Zayvon Collins. What have you seen? What have you seen in the growth of him? He led the team in tackles last week.
4: Yeah, I think with him, he's uh, you know he's he's always been a really smart guy. It's just kind of getting used to the speed of the game. It's the NFL, and you know, offense to the AAC, but Tulsa isn't exactly you know NFL yeah. football. So, you know?
3: oh, absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah.
4: So I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. that just you know with a, it takes a little bit of time, and you know he's definitely put in the work, and you know he's really you know thirsty to learn it all and you know he wants to get better and um yeah i think it's just starting to click for him which is awesome it's
3: funny wolf because zavin considers himself a teacher when it comes to classic rock yeah classic rock music (laughs) over there Uh, okay and even beyond that today he was instructing tanner vallejo about the greatness of johnny cash so that was uh that's what we came upon his locker he said if there's one guy in the locker room they will not give control as dj or the music it would be himself he he freely admits that (laughs) would you agree with that zavin collins
4: yeah i don't know i mean he definitely during training camp he would just be like randomly just like playing it out loud on his phone and it'd be like six in the morning we're like what are you doing so yeah definitely he doesn't have tr- and he's not in charge of the ox but it, that does not stop him from just playing it so
0: Zach, just you know, looking forward quickly the rest of the way where do you want to improve the most
4: yeah, I think more just being consistent, kind of like I said earlier. I just want to, you know, be able to do it every snap and not just, you know, kind of have these flashes, but you know, really be, uh, you know, making more plays and making more of them in the backfield. And it's a contract year. <laughs> the music's playing, so you were safe for an,
5: an extent. exactly. But I mean, but
3: your intensity is heightened by that, I would imagine.
4: I mean, it's kind of hard not to be, but yeah. <laughs>
3: That's that right. Good. That's good. Hey, Zach, we enjoyed it, as always. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, thank
4: you, guys. Thank you. Yeah,
3: we look forward to it. Maybe even a wave to all those Eagles fans at the end of this game on Week 5 here. We'll see how it turns out. And we'll continue with more of the Big Red Rage, all presented by Santan Fording gilbert we are santan ford special thanks again to zach allen
2: third and two on the 23 for the panthers snap to murray gonna throw and it's a fade right side for brown in the end zone brown hauls it in and it's a touchdown what a catch by hollywood Does a snow angel on the ground in celebration after just a phenomenal catch for probably the dagger in this
0: ballgame. That is a flat shovel to the face of the Carolina Panthers.
3: That made it 26-10, a 26-16 win by the Arizona Cardinals, snapping a six-game skid against Carolina. You heard Zach Allen Wolf talking about how they thought in the recent past how Carolina had quote bullied the Cardinals a little bit. That definitely did not happen in Charlotte. Cardinals get the win. In fact, uh, it was before and after that touchdown where Zach Allen had a batted pass and the booze rained down from the home fans against Baker on the offense. And then after that Hollywood Brown touchdown from Kyler, he had J.J. Watt batting down his second pass of the game and the booze rained down again. Welcome back into the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, and Ron Wolfley.
0: You know, Paulie, for me, When I think of that game, of course, uh, I think of the second half. Uh, The first half was not good for the Arizona Cardinals. I think of the second half. We know that the Cardinals have had a hard time starting games. Well, for me, you know what? Uh, starting a half matters as well. Not just starting games, but starting a half. The way they came out with that defense first and a three and out right there with Carolina thought that was huge. And then the Cardinals took the ball and 89 yards later down the field, man, bada-bing, bada-boom, touchdown. They were back in the game.
3: Yeah, Cardinals D had three takeaways. They had the two sacks. A lot of those guys on the edge were problems. Marcus Golden, I thought, played real well, especially against the run. They started chipping him in the second half. They were so concerned about him. Dennis Gardeck had a sack. They had those five passes batted at the line of scrimmage, eight passes defensed, you know, three tackles for loss. So the defense was definitely there. And, And as Kyler said, you know, they played a hell of a game. They played a heck of a game. A couple of times he said that. And now it's on the offense to try and get in the gear earlier, that's for sure. In fact, here's Kyler on that after the game.
2: Fought adversity, defense played a hell of a game. Finally kicked it in gear come second half. I found our rhythm, which is part of the, you know, I think that's part of the problem is we haven't, there's no rhythm at the you know beginning of the game. It's, it's. Um, you know, we're kind of just, we're, we're sleepwalking out there. You know, that's what it feels like since sixth quarter, since we touched the end zone. Felt brand new to be in the end zone. It's crazy.
3: Yeah. We you keep hearing that you know when we get in rhythm we're a good offense so so translate and define rhythm wolf what do they mean yeah by that? i i don't
0: know i really don't know i think it's different for everybody when you talk about rhythm um kurt warner i think probably would tell you old gray beard would tell you that you know what throwing the ball uh three consecutive times in a row and moving the chains there's the kind of rhythm that uh he's probably talking about i i Listen, um Kyler might be talking about throwing the ball, but Polly, that second half, it was about running the ball. It yep. was about the Cardinals running the ball. It, it wasn't about rhythm to me. I don't I don't consider running the football being in rhythm. I just don't. Now, maybe Kyler does, but nine times they put Kyler Murray under center in that second half, nine times, and that's not counting the three kneel downs at the end. Um, they were balanced in terms of their play calling, run, pass. I thought Cliff did an excellent job once again, just like he did in the second half of the Raiders game. Staying balanced in that second half of the Raiders game, and that really spurred the comeback as well. I think this is what their offense has got to be. It's got to be more balanced, I believe, and more vertically um, associated as opposed to horizontally.
3: Well, think about it. A year ago, they were 9-0 when they ran the ball 30 times or more in a game. They ran it 37 times for a buck 32. Three of those were kneel downs, just under four yards of carry, and it was three different running backs. It was James Conner. You know Benjamin looked sharp. Daryl Williams. I know you're a fan. I expect that to continue. This rotation of running backs, each guy pushing each other, each guy presenting a little different challenge to the defense. Fresh legs and and coming out of the backfield with a vengeance. That just seemed to be the mo in that that second half as they took control of the game. You're right. It had a much like a Raiders feel in that second half.
0: Yeah, it did, Paulie. Um, but it, it just seemed like guys came through much more. I, I think of the Raiders' second half, and I think of Kyler Murray. <laughs> I do. He had a gross simplification of the truth. I think of Kyler Murray and the way that he played in that second half, and in particular that fourth quarter. It was just absolutely stunning to see that kind of talent out on the field. When I think of the Carolina second half, Paulie, I, I think of – more guys. I think of an entire team coming together in that second half, and that's why I'm very, very interested to see what they do against the Philadelphia Eagles coming up on Sunday.
3: And, and look, you win the line of scrimmage, you win the game, and you cited right from the get-go that was going to be the key in Carolina. As Zach Allen just confirmed, You know, they felt like they got bullied physically, especially last year. Cardinals were flat. They get on 17 nothing in the first quarter. Colt McCoy was the quarterback. That's the one game they lost with Colt. Guy's just didn't bring it that home loss so it's totally different and look the Cardinals O-line was better than the Raiders O-line better than the Rams O-line I think better than Carolina's O-line that's probably not the case here on Sunday against Philly. They are known for yeah. being very stout on either side of the line of scrimmage. So, size that up for, for us here. I mean, you know, what sort of advantage do you think Philly has in that department? Yeah, you know,
0: that's a great question right there, Pauly. Honestly, their offensive line, nobody talks about it because of all the talent they have. Look, everybody, there's Devontae Smith. Look, it's A.J. Brown. Right? I mean, there, there's just there's loaded Jalen Hurts. Of course, it hurts so good, doesn't it, Jalen? And my- I Miles mean, Sanders,
3: the number three rusher in right, the NFL right now,
0: right, Paul? Yet it is their offensive line, man. That's that's going to be the real task yeah. for this front seven for the Arizona Cardinals against that offensive line, and Paul. I'll just flip it over quickly and say that's the one weakness, the only weakness I see on this Philadelphia Eagles team is their rush defense. Mm. Now, you want to talk about getting after the quarterback and getting up the field? Oh, yeah, Fletcher Cox. He'll get up the field even from a three technique. Brandon Graham on the outside. Hassan Reddick, of course. Hello, Hassan. You know, it's it just they've got guys that are on pace. Four guys that actually could finish with double-digit sacks. But they're they're playing the run on their way to rushing the passer, Paul.
3: You know, they have the nfc defensive player of the week three weeks running week two was darius slay they're all pro corner week three it was brandon graham who had two and a half sacks six tackles and a, and a forced fumble hassan reddick the former cardinal week four nfc defensive player of the week with a couple of sacks a couple of forced fumbles a couple of fumble recoveries so yeah they get after the the quarterback their number one in the nfl in sacks was 16 cardinals will last with four and
0: Pauly, they turn you over, too.
3: So, yeah, and they did that. I mean, four fumbles, four lost fumbles by Trevor Lawrence in a pick. Five takeaways against Jacksonville. So I guess that's the flip side. I mean, look at some of the teams they've beaten, right? The Lions and the Commanders and the Jaguars when Trevor Lawrence was terrible in the rain. So, We'll see. We'll see what it's all about. But your the physicality, well, you know what? I mean, A.J. Brown's second in the league in yards after catch to Debo Samuel, Miles Sanders. He plays angry. We'll continue to talk about it. Cardinals and Eagles on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert
2: be the game. Fourth down and one. Hand off Hightower running right. Gets to the outside. And he's got the first down at the 45 and pushed out of bounds. Throws a slant to Fitz. Caught at the 30. Inside the 25 and down at the 23. It's a game of about 18 and a first down for the Cardinals.
0: Larry Fitzgerald is literally trying to will this team to victory right now. Pumps right. Throws back to the left. Hightower caught at the 10. Cuts left to the 5. Hightower to the goal line. And
2: the lead with 2.53 to go. Picked off by Dockett. Dockett inside the 10. That's it. The Cardinals have shot the world. straight for true. The Cards have done it. They're going to Super Bowl 43.
3: I still get chills every time I hear that. Another historic call by the great Dave Pash. as the Cardinals with a confetti raining down the NFC Championship game, that 2008 playoff win against the Eagles heading to Tampa and Super Bowl 43. The Eagles are the opponent once again. They haven't played since 2020. You remember that game? We cited all the big stats from our guest, Zach Allen. Maybe the best game of his career there. Cardinals got the win against a very young Jalen Hurts, just his second start, and Wolf going around the locker room talking to guys. He is a very much improved quarterback here in year three, and think about it. In that game back in 2020, he still went 24 44 for 338, three touchdowns, no turnovers, a passer rating over 100. He had a rushing touchdown. He he's one of the one of the guys you can count on one hand, right? Like Kyler and Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. It just scares a defensive coordinator for so many different reasons.
0: Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it, Paulie. Um, these two guys, these two quarterbacks are electric. Jalen Hurts is absolutely awesome. He's a bigger version, basically, of Kyler Murray. He's got all the talent in the world. I, I think he's got a lot to prove going forward. I think he does. Um, listen, he's surrounded by some really, really good talent. I love Jalen Hurts. Um, I am starting to come around on him. When I watch tape on him right now, it looks like this is sustainable. This is not just he's put together two good games. He's put together four good games right now. And both these teams, Paulie, offensively, they're so similar. (laughs) They are. Paul, both these teams, this is the same offense, largely speaking.
3: Okay, so, so with that being the case, the Cardinals have yet to score a point in the first quarter, and they've been outscored in the first half 66-16. to What are the Eagles doing to get off to these high-flying starts? Fly, Eagles, fly. What are they doing in the first half?
0: Yeah, you know what? They're executing. Where the Arizona Cardinals are not executing, they are executing, and... I just want to go over it schematically, Paulie. They love 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Now, again, the the National Football League loves 11 personnel, but not to the degree in which the Philadelphia Eagles, the, the Eagles are in it 75% of the time. The Cardinals are in it almost 70% of the time. But, man, it's incredible to see it. Both teams love the shotgun. Paul, these are these two teams lead the league in use of a shotgun.
3: That was a great question, by the way, to Zach Allen, by you, because you can see his eyes just light up. He, it, it, any defensive lineman, it simplifies their job. It yes. takes a lot of responsibilities off their plate. You heard what he said, that nine times out of ten, the ball is going opposite of the running back. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, that that is such a tell. That is such a tendency. And then, of course, if you're in the shotgun, usually, typically, offenses are more prone to throwing it, which means the defensive lineman can eat and can hunt and go after the quarterback. So, yeah, that was a great question because there's no doubt those guys love the shotgun which would seem to tell me that offensive coordinator well maybe that's one reason why Kyler was under center a lot more in the second half last week
0: exactly who knows Paulie maybe this is the evolution maybe they're going to start blending it the old and the new I've been talking about it for three years with Kyler Murray of course under center expand the football universe don't contract it both these teams they have these elite Quarterbacks, dual-thread quarterbacks. They embrace the spread concept, both of these teams. They're more horizontal than they are vertical. Um, it's amazing. When you see the similarities of these two teams, man, this is like a mirror-image game for the Arizona Cardinals. And, Paul, that, that brings up a really cool question, man. Think about it. Both these coaches they're going to know the other's offense so well. And how does that play into the defense? That we'll see because, man, um, it's so
3: similar, Paul. That's that's a great segue because Zach Ertz, the longtime nine-year Philadelphia Eagle, obviously knows the offense very well. But he told the media today, hang on, uh, don't discount that Philly defensive front. In fact, here's Zach Ertz. Six guys deep,
2: really, on that D-line, maybe even more. They're extremely talented. I mean, Fletch and BG have been doing it for 13 years, or 11 and 13 years. Um, guys that have been all pros, pro bowlers. Josh Sweat was a pro bowler. Hassan, obviously, everyone knows here. Um, Hargrave is a stud. Um, so that D-line is the key to, the,
3: to our success is trying to nullify them, and it's a lot easier said than done. And what is the state of the Cardinals' interior O-line? That's a big question right now. As Rodney Hudson and Justin Pugh have not practiced this week, what will happen tomorrow? What will be declared, if anything? So you got to wonder, the fact they signed Billy Price, a veteran center oh, yeah. off the Raiders practice squad, that's an indication maybe where or how this might be tracking. So that is a big deal, obviously.
0: Yes, Paulie, and it's so amazing to hear Erd say that because the Eagles don't like jamming up the box. They don't. They love to cover the three interior offensive linemen, the center. Sem- and both guards they love to cover them with defensive linemen um with linebackers on the edges right that's where you got hassan reddick and you got sweat on the other side and then tj edwards stacked over the solid front the three down front over the center and two guards buddy ryan would be so proud
3: i tell you if you if you want a game to regain your standing with the red Sea, seven straight home losses this is it especially with what you figure to be a number of eagles fans in attendance you come out maybe the eagles are smelling themselves just a little bit they've been crowned already in the nfc you hear all the talk about jalen hurts and mvp consideration and the eagles have arrived well cardinals have been there and done that last year when they were seven and zero. And the toast of the league, so we'll see. Maybe a little role reversal on Sunday. Special thanks, Zach Allen, as always. Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher, for Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvici. Cardinals and Eagles Week Five coming up on Sunday. That'll do it for the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert.